0: on uh, RBN uh, Republic Broadcasting Network this uh, beautiful Saturday morning in Colorado and uh, also uh, you know it's, it's uh, my pleasure to uh, always do this radio show and uh, it's 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 more than just a radio show folks it's a uh, learning lesson it's, it's a great lesson in history and what uh, governments can do If you don't tow the line. And I found that out uh, along with my shipmates June 8, 1967. What uh, one country can do to another one with impunity, murdering American uh, sailors and Marines on the high seas in international waters. Sounds crazy, but it happened. And uh, they did it and got by with it. The attack was on purpose, there's no doubt about it. The Israelis have admitted they knew exactly who we were and what type of ship we were. Our, our ship was one of the most sophisticated intelligence-gathering platforms in the world at that time. In fact, if we could send messages and bounce them off the moon and have them back to the National Security Agency within about three seconds. So that tells you the sophistication of that ship even way back 50 years ago, June 8, 1967. So this show is dedicated to the memory of the the great men that served aboard that ship, especially the men that gave their lives that day, fighting for this country. Now, I mean fighting for this country in many ways. Uh, they took an oath when they joined the United States military, and they stood by it. Uh, they didn't run from their duty stations like a bunch of rats and tried to leave the ship or anything like that. They did exactly what they were supposed to do and they paid with their lives. How that ship stayed afloat is amazing. I have no idea, but it did. I guess, uh, you know, a lot of people say it was in God's hands, and I certainly believe that too, that uh, kept us afloat. We had over 850 cannon and rocket holes in our ship. Over 5,000 armor-piercing bullets in our ship. Napalm burning us up from canisters dropped by the attacking jets. Three torpedo boats were sent to finish the job. They fired a total of five torpedoes at this ship. Five of them, folks. Lucky enough, the, the dumb bastards were not smart enough to uh, figure out how to use their torpedo boats very good because only one of them hit us. And it instantly murdered uh, 25 America's uh, bravest uh, sailors. These sailors that were killed, sailors, marines, and and uh, civilians uh, worked for the National Security Agency. All, that, all of them had top secret clearances. Uh, which I didn't I was in ship's country uh, ship's company so I didn't know what they were doing down in there but I knew that we were spies that's for sure we didn't know why we were in the area until we saw the smoke and the bombs and everything hitting the uh hitting the uh, land bases about uh, 12 point5 miles from our our position off the coast of Sinai So that that kind of gives you a little idea of what's going on, folks. And, uh, of course, we always always want to uh, make sure that this gets out uh, to everybody that listens because we get new listeners and we have many listeners that have been with us for years and years and years. And I thank all of you for your support uh, very much. Now, folks, don't forget about dot com. go there, look at it and uh, see what you think see what you think of the uh, trailer it's a fundraising trailer for a new film that we're trying to put together called Erasing the Liberty which uh, so happens to be the name of my new book, Erasing the Liberty which will be at the printer Monday morning it's been a long journey to get this done, but uh, it is a, it is one heck of a book, I'll tell you that. It's got uh, many, many different things in it that I didn't have in my first book, what I saw that day, and it'll keep you on the edge of your seat, I guarantee you that. So we'll, we'll let you know how to get it, uh, there's uh, many ways to get it, but uh, the best way is uh, probably be, uh, getting a hold of me or uh, we'll have other people selling it for us uh, like on uh, a paper called American Free Press they've been a, a great, great supporter of the USS Liberty over the years and without them uh, we wouldn't have a USS Liberty Memorial Library uh, I, I did an article, a front page article in that newspaper the old spotlight and it was was read by two old gentlemen uh, that were uh, entrepreneurs, uh, industrials. And they they didn't like what ha- happened. And they, they, they didn't like uh, what the Zionist Jews have done to this country and to the world. Instead of uh, naming the library the Grove Library, they named it the USS Liberty Memorial Library. God bless them for that. And uh, it'll stay that way, too. That name will never leave that library. We hope and pray it will never, but who knows what the future can bring. Now, today, of course, uh, I have Dave Beharry with us, uh, my co-host. Uh, Dave has uh, taken over for Ron. Uh, Ron's been ill, and uh, and uh, just uh, can't, he's not up to doing certain things that he used to do, so we wish Ron all the best. I'm sure you will be calling in. Uh, at least I hope he will. And uh, our, our very, very uh, special guest, uh, Jackson. Now I want to give you a little bio here, a little background on Jack, and then we're going to we're going to get him on, on air. Uh, Jack was a uh, prospective member of Parliament for UKIP, but was expelled for criticizing the Labour Party's constant pandering. To Israel, boy, doesn't that sound familiar? That's all they do here in the United States. Is get on their, get down their uh, knees and lick their, lick their boots. That that's what these politicians do here in America. Uh, Jack, and they do the same thing all over the world. It looks like.
1: Yeah, they do. Um, bio,
0: thanks for having so me on, it Amazon. But... Yeah, uh, I'm going to go ahead and read your bio here. Sure, uh, sounds good. Uh, Jack, and then we'll, we'll get you right on. Uh, this bio here is from uh, Amazon and the back of the book, Jack Sen. And what reporters at the BBC, Independent ITV, and Channel 4 referred to as the controversy of 2015 general election was suspended by the UKIP for tweeting at displeasure at a local Labour MP's repeated pandering to foreign interests. The foreign, uh, excuse me, foreign interest, the popular prospective member of Parliament's actions caused such a stir that Nigel uh, Farge, uh, he's the guy that uh, uh, that was the head of the Brexit. And so, in fact, I saw him on TV the other day with, uh, he was with uh, Donald Trump. But anyway, yeah. held a press conference on ITV to express his embarrassment for Suspending Mr. Sen for his criticism of the power of the Zionist lobby has on British politicians. How to get suspended from the UK IP and ten articles and two tweets of former UK IP parliamentary candidate for West uh, Lancashire. Lancashire Argues his removal from Farage's party was less than one week to go in his cam uh, campaign parliamentary uh, election. Together with the fact that Nigel Farage made a secret pact with the mainstream media and banksters to subvert genuine British mm-hmm. nationalism. Now I could go on and on and on, but I do want to I do want to let everybody know that. Uh, uh, Jack uh, got a hold of, uh, or Ron got a hold of Jack. I don't know how it worked, but uh, they uh, exchanged emails. I don't know if they've ever talked before, and uh, you know, uh, Kukul, uh, Ron Kukul. I'm talking about. Uh, uh, they became good friends, and are friends net right now. And I'm I'm uh, very happy to hear that, and I'm glad that that uh, we're making uh, a new friend with us today, Dave and I. And so, uh, Jack, we appreciate you having me on air and coming on Your Voice Counts. And uh, what is on your mind today, Jack? And thank you for coming on Your Voice Counts again.
1: Well, first, uh, thanks for having me. It's a, it's a real honor to be on your program. Um, Ron Kukul is a good friend of mine. I actually... Met Mr. Kukul about five years ago um, through another project I was running. And um, I did a little archive with him where we recorded his experiences on the Liberty as well as his experiences since the Liberty and how it altered his life and affected him uh, over the last several decades of his life. Um, and so then um, I ran for Parliament at a stage where I probably moved away a little bit from my politics. Um, but during my parliamentary campaign, I, I kind of got re-engaged with the, the sort of politics that I was involved with prior to my running for election. And that's when I got into trouble, obviously, when I decided to name name the enemy instead of just doing what most mainstream political parties do, is which pander to the enemy.
0: Okay, uh- uh, pandering to the enemy. Okay, uh, so you, you're saying that um, uh, in your mind, the enemy is the Zionist state of Israel. Or is that is that what you're? Is that what you're saying?
1: No, I wouldn't say it's the Zionist state of Israel. I would say more because I'm sure there are genuinely decent people that have moved to Israel, um, and I'm not saying this. You know, this is the case for all for all Jews. Certainly not. But I do believe that the people in our governments. Who would sell their soul and sell our country to a foreign power are an enemy? I mean, I mean, there are not too many countries um, in the world that wield the sort of power Israel does in our countries. So, in the United States, I mean, I mean, Ireland, for example, there's a lot of Irish people of Irish origin living in the United States, but Ireland has absolutely no influence over the American government, whereas the Israeli government has an Im- immense amount of power over the American government, which it wields via UK by apac uh, the adl and other zionist organizations so uh, and these same organizations have they control elements of the left and the right so on the right you have the neoconservative power structure in the republican party who are controlled by apac and different zionists in the in the Republican administration, um, so I'm thinking of the, the, the Bush administration with people like Wolfowitz and, um, well, pretty much half of his administration, Crystal Wolfowitz and Co. And then, of course, in the Democratic Party, the far left also has an immense amount of, uh, has a high number of Jewish politicians on the left who, although support liberal ideals in the United States, support hardcore conservative, right wing Zionist views when it comes to Israel. So even someone like, I think of someone like um, Bernie Sanders, he's very far to the left, but when discussing Israel, he doesn't want to get involved in any sort of discussion that's remotely left-wing. He seems to be quite right-wing on Israel. And the same thing can be said for people like Chuck Schumer, who's, although he's very pro-abortion in the United States, in Israel he sits on a panel which is anti-abortion. Therefore he's against the killing of Jewish children, which I think is is right. But yet he is, in the United States, a hardcore leftist, who promotes the killing of American children or with abortion. Um, So these people have an immense amount of power in our governments, also in my government, in the British government. Uh, One merely look at Tony Blair's administration. I mean, Tony Blair was, quote, a left-wing Labour representative, yet he banged a very loud right-wing war drum when it came to the Iraq War, which was, of course, orchestrated by uh, the Project for the New American Century in the United States, Zionist Jews and and non-Jews. So these people hold an immense amount of power. Uh, And what I got into trouble with is in Liverpool, I live about 10 minutes from Liverpool, it's where my mother was born and raised, in spite of my quite North American accent, I was born in the United Kingdom, my mother is from Liverpool, In in her constituency, there's a a MP, a member of parliament named Luciana Berger. Um, She goes by the name of Berger in Britain, but it's Berger in the United States. Um, And she's a a Zionist Jewish labor MP. Although she's far to the left on most issues in Britain, like immigration, um, abortion, and things like this, when it comes to Israel, she's extremely far to the right. She's very pro-Israel. And I merely tweeted on Twitter that Luciana Berger cares less about the people of Liverpool than she does about the people of Israel. And that's a fair statement to make because her actions leading up to the election demonstrated that she was a traitor in our government. And and because of this, my own party decided to suspend me at her request. So my party, which is a right-wing party, a populist right-wing party, UKIP, led by, as you mentioned earlier, Nigel Farage, who just spoke with Donald Trump on stage in, I think, Mississippi, um, they rang the labor party rank the uk independence party and immediately i was suspended from my own party just for stating a fact and my opinion without any rancor without any racism or hatred simply that this particular parli- parliamentarian named luciana berger was more pro jewish than she was pro british and that can be demonstrated and illustrated by her actions leading up to the election and i was suspended as if i i didn't exist i uh, blocked by all my ukip friends by the people that ran UKIP Northwest in Liverpool, I was um, immediately suspended. I was shut completely shut down, um, and I was told that I should kind of just stop stop the election. But I didn't. I continued to to press on. I was on the ballot, so I was able to run as a UKIP member. Although they wanted me gone, um, and I fought, and I did quite well. I, I placed in I placed in third, which was uh, about seven thousand votes about 13% of the electorate, um, which is actually a higher percentage than most UKIP um, reps got in my region. Um, and I, I fought on. And after, I, after the election, I immediately um, terminated my relationship with UKIP. Although I could have um, asked for an appeal, I, I just resigned, and I moved forward, and I just became quite outspoken on the issue, and I'm quite glad I, glad I did. And I think it was at that stage that Ron and I started speaking again, um, because I, I think I dropped him a, a quick email telling him what happened to me. And he, again, he and I had known each other for many years, and um, and then he and I um, discussed my book, and he wrote a little bit for my book as well. So it's been an interesting ride up until this point, I would say. <laughs>
0: I I, I believe it has, and it's a very interesting uh, uh, tale you tell. Uh, It sounds very familiar with uh, uh, everything that I know about uh, our government and um, who controls it and uh, how they control it. And uh, the people that want to stay in Congress, uh, you better toe the line when it comes to Israel or you do not get elected. Uh, Dave, do you have anything you'd like to uh, ask uh, Jack or talk about any s- subject you would uh, like to uh, bring up? Go ahead, Dave.
2: Yes, thanks, Phil. Well, hey, Jack. How you doing? Hi, Dave. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Virtually, of course. Of course. But, um, yeah, I just, uh, I'm, I'm kind of surprised about Nigel Farage, I mean, he's kind of like a uh, folk hero to a lot of people here in America who think that he's, uh, you know, a really populist minded guy. He, you know, he, he, he acts like he is, but, but what you're saying is he's really not.
1: Well, I mean, I, I should probably qualify this by saying that Farage is astute politically. He's, he's no dummy. He's very bright. And I think, although he may even agree with me if we actually sat down and had a conversation, he recognized that due to the fact he received a million-pound donation from a Zionist Jewish um, newspaper uh, in Britain, uh, the Daily Express, um, that he really had to toe the line. I don't think he had much of a choice. I, I'm not at all... Um, giving him a pass but you know as, as someone that's been involved with politics for a long time I, I do know
0: we've got to go to a break folks we'll be right back hang on we'll see you in just a few minutes Some i'll be back on the uh, we'll see you in just a minute
3: Browse the full range of Nikon scopes and binoculars. AirOutfitting.com can illuminate your world with Streamlight gun-mounted lights from keychain to large handhelds up to 1,100 lumens. some stability with Battenfield tactical bipods. AirOutfitting.com has CMMG gun parts, barrels, assemblies, handguards, part kits, and more, plus mag full clips and magazines. I know I've got you excited, so take a breath. Head to AirOutfitting.com. The site's super easy to navigate and features a ton of technical info, including links to manuals. We also welcome vendor and manufacturer inquiries. Remember, if you don't see it, we can get it at ARoutfitting.com.
5: That's N-U-M-A-N-N-A, republic.com. Food storage you'll love to eat.
6: Well, the time has finally come For the story to be told That should have been listened to
0: thank you for hanging in there and uh we left uh, uh we left with Nigel uh excuse me we've talking about Nigel but uh, first I wanted to thank uh, uh that beautiful voice there uh cat faber she's she sang and wrote those songs and uh she's also the producer of uh, your voice counts and without her uh there's no way I could uh I could keep on doing this radio show. She books uh, great guests and uh, has a great uh, a great desire for the truth about the USS Liberty and uh, everybody that uh, comes on air with us. We uh, we certainly appreciate it and I appreciate uh, you know Dave uh, taking over for for Ron. Uh, it uh, works out real well when you got uh, two people who really care about the same thing uh, as much as we care about the. Uh, the truth about USS Liberty. So, uh, Jack, if you'd like to go ahead and uh, finish mm. up what uh, Dave was asking you about uh, about Nigel, uh, I understand that uh, you do have a certain amount of respect for him, but uh, he's in a box, as you as you put it, uh, with uh, the money got him in the box.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think his his main objective was to um, stay in power in UKIP. Um, bring the, move the party as far forward as possible, get us out of the European Union. And then ultimately I predicted he would move to the United States and start a career in the U.S. Uh, I have people on the inside who have told me he traveled to the U.S. very frequently during his um, campaign for parliament in 2015, that he'd met secretly with Rupert Murdoch on many occasions. Um, so I, I kind of had an idea he would be involved with uh, the American the GOP moving forward. And it, it, in a way, I suppose it's good that, um, Trump found him before someone like Cruz probably did. So, um, so at the end of the day, you know, I do understand why he did what he did. Um, am I happy with how it turned out for me in UKIP? Oh, certainly not. But, you know, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not a baby. Um, he wanted to keep UKIP moving forward and, uh, I was expendable. Uh, certainly discussing the Jewish issue with the, Zionist question, uh, in the run-up to a general election in the United Kingdom is a is a is a no-no, and, and I, I kind of crossed that line there with that innocuous and quite you know pretty innocent tweet. Um, but at the end of the day, Farage was put into a, like you said a box, and he didn't really have much of a choice. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to defend him, but I'm certainly not going to I'm not going to condemn him for it either.
0: Okay, uh, that's an interesting uh, take, and and. Uh... Yeah, you you know you're not a you're not a baby we're grown men here and uh, we're talking about a very serious subject uh the hold uh, that the designers have on uh, many countries and uh none more than the United States of America mm, yeah and uh Dave uh, uh, uh go ahead and jump in there with anything you've got you got to ask uh, Jack, or, or if there's anything you want to add, please go ahead. Okay, Phil. Yeah, Jack, that's, uh, I mean,
2: when you get, what would you say, a million bucks from this uh, Zionist newspaper? One One yeah. million? Was that one it was a million, million it was, pounds or a yeah, million dollars?
1: A million pounds, so I think it was about one and a half million dollars at the time, yeah. So it's a lot of money. Uh, it's a lot of money divided amongst only a couple of people, so yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lot of money at the yeah. end of the day. And the, he yeah. needed that money to drive his campaign, which was floundering at the time as well. So,
2: Right. So there's also a possibility, of course, that Farage was threatened or his family was threatened. Because when you get in into a position like that, that's the way that the powers that be deal with you. And they, uh, they just come right out and say, hey, you're doing a great job there, buddy. Uh, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. sir. I think, yeah. Oh, you're yeah. doing the wrong thing, though, and she's uh, your family. Hey, uh, how's, your, how's your little daughter doing? Or How's your son doing? Are they okay? Yeah. But go ahead, Jack.
1: Yeah, it's, it's certainly a, a possibly the case. And I look at it this way up until, I'd say probably during the latter stages of 2014 and um, the first half of 2015 when the general election was held. Um, there was a distinct pro-Israel flavor to, to UKIP's message. They, you know, they, were, they were covered quite a bit on Breitbart. Um, and they had some high profile uh, Jewish parliamentary candidates that moved very quickly through the ranks. Um, and it, there was one fellow in particular, won 't mention his name on the air, but he was a, um, a parliamentary candidate who literally went from um, nowhere on the, the radar in terms of being on the shortlist for a European parliamentary seat, which is something that 's possible when you 're in UKIP is standing for European Parliament. Um, but he jumped right to the top. During the 2014 2015 election. Here comes that music again, folks. So we got to go to another
0: break. Uh, again, support your sponsors on Real News, Real Talk, Real People.
7: You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org.
8: While the large majority of Americans have never heard of cryptocurrency, it is the medium of exchange of the future that has already begun. On the other hand, the large majority of RBN listeners are very aware of the corruption within the Fed and the trillions in counterfeit money and credit it has created. Well, would you like to do something about this? OneCoin, the fastest-growing company of any kind in world history, will pay you to help do away with the Federal Reserve. Henry Ford didn't invent the automobile, but he surely developed many great improvements in the industry. In 1927, talking pictures made silent movies obsolete overnight. and email has practically done away with the need for fax machine with cryptocurrency bitcoin became the pioneer in 2009 but now one as the first ever gold-backed cryptocurrency has moved to the top of the industry in only two years and its impact on the financial world could be devastating to the fed bill gates and richard branson and all the jillionaires are already acknowledging that this system of paying for goods and services is becoming what will be recognized as the new worldwide reserve currency for more information call pat shannon at 601-212-0911 again that's pat shannon at 601-212-0911
10: Extendivite is more than just a heart tonic. Most basic diseases are caused by yeast in the gut and metals in the liver, and we all have a bit of both. The garlic in Extendivite has a yeast-killing effect in the gut while also helping the sulfur enzyme in the liver get rid of the metals. Extendivite just may improve your overall health. Products like Extendivite are the only way we are going to get our society healthy. And if you're waiting for the government and pharmaceutical care to solve your health problems, you're going to have a long, disappointing wait, I think. Extendivite is a complete formula for extended life in the new millennium. 80 can be the new 60. Extendivite is available in capsule or liquid form for just $69.95 for a two-month supply. To get started, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit PartDrop.com. Extend
6: your life with ExtendoVite.
10: IRA and
11: 401k account holders. Are you crossing your fingers for the stock market to continue its bull run or hoping for a miracle to pay off our $19 trillion national debt? American Bullion wants you to think for a moment. If we go through another significant stock market correction and things begin to unravel, you could suffer some serious losses. On the other hand, gold is a proven long-term asset that could hedge and protect your retirement accounts from getting washed away. Call American Bullion now and let them show you how easy it is to transfer your existing IRA or roll over your 401k into a gold IRA. American Bullion has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and is a leader in gold IRAs. With just one call, their experts can explain everything there is to know and get you started with a free gold IRA guide. Call 1-800-545-2525. Save your retirement. Call American Bullion now at 1-800-545-2525. That's one 800 545 2520
2: Okay, folks welcome back welcome back folks Phil asked me to bring the show in and get back to our guest Jack Sen uh, Jack you I, I, I don't know if you said it and if you did it if I didn't hear it I'm sorry how old are you again 42 okay 42 all right so you were and, I, and, I, and I'm uh, 56 so I was seven when the Liberty happened. Of course, Phil was, I believe, 20, and yeah. um, so 42, that means you were born in, uh, what, 1972? 74. No, I'm sorry, 74? So, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you, were, um, you weren't born yet when the liberty happened, but the liberty is very significant to you, and, yeah. and the way that the narrative is controlled yeah. about the USS Liberty is something... That yeah. you think is of great importance is that right?
1: Correct. Yes. Um, I, I recall I went to university in the United States. I went to Syracuse University, um, and I recall wanting to write a paper on the bombing of the King David Hotel um, that happened in in 1946 in Palestine. Uh, it resulted in the death of um, almost 100 British people, um, and it was something that my professor didn't seem too keen on my writing about. Um, it was that stage I, I think I did quite a bit of investigation into why I was being prevented from doing this This story. I, I also um, I found that my hands were tied and my lips were being sealed forcibly by my professors when I wanted to discuss other issues. I, 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 I like taboo subjects, uh, and that's I think probably when the journey started for me. Um, so I discovered the US's liberty sometime at university. Um, and then I recognized that, you know, America is very jingoistic, where we're very pro, um, military and pro war in many cases. However, and, you know, heroes, uh, soldiers are rightfully made into heroes. But for some odd reason, the US's liberty became a dirty word. If you, if you talked about the US's liberty, you were almost a traitor to the United States. Someone like John McCain, I remember watching a video. He told visibly. He told people to shut up who wanted to talk about the USS Liberty. It, it might have been either Phil or Ron. I, I don't recall. Um, but this resonated with me a great deal. That the USS Liberty is something that they want to they want to shut down the discussion on it. They want to censor it. They want us to forget it happened. So that's why I think it's extremely crucial that the King David Hotel and the terrorist attack on the USS Liberty. Uh, are things we need to make sure stay they stay in the narrative, they stay in the conversation, uh, and that's originally when I communicated with Ron um, five six years ago, uh, and we agreed to f- to um, record that archive footage. Um, and uh, ever since then, I've I've made it a point of mine to always tell people about the USS Liberty, to um, to mention it in my book on several occasions, to write an article about it for my book, as well as bring Ron into to my book, getting a quote. ...about me from Ron, as well as a couple of passages on the liberty from Ron in the book. Um, I don't want it to be forgotten. After Ron's generation's gone, then my generation's gone, it will be forgotten unless people like Ron and then myself... ...and then also the younger generation continue to talk about it. So, although it's just one incident, uh, and there's many other incidents... um, ...I think it's crucial, because it's the one incident they want to stop us from talking about.
2: Okay, and why do you think it's so important... For them to erase the liberty.
1: Well, because um, when we talk about war and we talk about spreading democracy in the Middle East, it's typically at the behest of Israel, Um, and uh, you know the vast majority of the people in our government structure in the military-industrial complex um, are either paid for by neocons in the American government or are linked to Zionists in the American government. So to have a the last terrorist attack that uh, was launched against an american ship um, be from israel i think it's 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 very destructive to this idea that israel's our greatest ally and that the wars in the middle east are good because they help israel i think if people realize that israel's not our friend and they should be seen as a threat to us as um quite a few american uh, top level american military intelligence people have said in the last couple of years uh, I think it really is harmful for this agenda, and if you know we, we are to bomb Iran or bomb Syria, uh, we, Israel is going to ba- bang the loudest drum possible, um, but if Israel is seen as a country that can 't be can't be um, trusted i don't think that anything someone like netanyahu says in front of congress will matter much if anything he would be seen as an enemy whereas right now he's brought into the united states as if he's our greatest ally uh, in the west and i think that when people remember the uss liberty and they're told about it it changes how they view israel and how they view these wars in the middle east because obviously as your audience knows the the intention the, behind the attack on the US's liberty was to get us into conflict with is- with egypt um and so this is the same sort of thing that's happening in syria and iran these same people are pulling the strings driving us into conflict with these sovereign nations i'm not saying iran and syria are innocent or they're good or anything like that but who's telling us we need to attack these countries it's the same people that want us to bomb the hell out of Cairo and Egypt. And I think when people understand that we're being used here, that they are less likely to support these wars. So the U.S.'s liberty is crucial into getting young people especially to see that we're being controlled here. You know, These wars do not benefit us. They harm innocent people in our country as well as abroad. And who are we doing this for? A country that is responsible for the last attack on one of our own ships. The last government sanctioned attack on one of our ships and i think that's really crucial so we have to control the narrative continue to spread this information um obviously in a non-hateful objective way as um ron and phil do um not by um, saying that jews are bad and um and not by blaming an entire race of people but by saying that certain elements within our governments as well as in israel are responsible for a lot of the world's problems and i think it's important to use a liberty to do that
2: Mm -hmm. and uh Considering that, do you think that the film project that we're putting together now, Racing the Liberty, which can be found on uh, usslibertymovie.com, do you think that, that's important in spreading the word?
1: Oh, certainly. I mean, a, a, I hate to use the word glamorous, but a if you look at Pearl Harbor, that film, it was a dreadful film starring Ben Affleck, but it brought a glamour to Pearl Harbor. Um, so people felt that World War Two was justified. I think that having a respectable, almost glamorous cast portraying the innocent victims on the just liberty could help get young people to recognize that this was a tragic event. To see people crying on camera, to see how families are impacted, as is shown when you have a Hollywood film, they would inevitably show how it impacted the wives and the children of the people aboard the liberty. Uh, this is something that would resonate with people who watch films. and uh, That's one of the main reasons why we can't find a film on the U.S.'s liberty, Why we can't find films on Henry Ford, for example, who you, I think I, was, I heard his name mentioned during the commercial break, because these people, um, these people and these events, they, there's a certain... Well, I, I guess I would say uh, it's, it's very unpopular with the Hollywood elite to promote certain people and certain events because it, unfortunately for them, would harm their efforts and their cause.
2: Right, and most of them just happen to be Jewish. Precisely. I didn't say it, but it's certainly to the. Well, fact I mean, there's. It's not. It's, it's it's the 800 pound elephant in the room, right? It,
1: it's true. I mean, even I think Joel Silverstein. I think his name is for the L.A. Times. Wrote an article that Jews should be proud that they control 12 of 13 studios. So yeah, I, mean, yeah, I think it was uh,
2: Joel Stein. Yeah, right. Exactly. Joel, sorry, sorry, Joel, Joel yeah, Stein. Yeah. So, and I might be wrong <laughs> as well, but uh, let me let me just uh, give the number here. A new number. Cap just reminded me about it, and Sam just sent it over. Instead of that 800 call-in number, it's a uh, 512 number. I think this is temporary. I think Sam was saying that it was a temporary number. But it's 512-716-1603. So 512-716-1603 or 512-716-1603. And, of course, nowadays it really doesn't cost people money to call throughout the United States. There's really no long distance. And even calling... I know when I talk to my colleagues in your country, Jack, that uh, we do it through Skype. And even if I call through Skype, uh, not through the uh, Skype service which we're using now, but using Skype as a telephone, it's only like a cent per yeah. you know minute or something. It's it's very uh, very insignificant. Ford, yeah, somebody like Ford, which uh, which uh, they didn't like. Ford was very. Um, very vociferous about his feelings about Jews, which uh, really a lot of people didn't understand. And uh, he, he finally backed off of that. But he was very uh, very concerned about the power that Jews had and the powers that, that Jews have today. And really, when you talk about the 800-pound elephant in the room you can just really use what we've been talking about, the USS Liberty, uh, as proof that there is that elephant in the room and the elephant does use its power to control the narrative and they've prevented the American public and the world public from learning about the USS Liberty, which is arguably the most decorated ship in the history of the U.S. Navy for a single action. So why is it that We don't know about the USS Liberty. Well, it's because Israel and Jews who are pro-Israel and pro-Israel non-Jews don't want you to know about it because of the reasons that Jack said. For the same reason, like you said, with Ford. And who knows what else there is out there. I know Phil always says this. What else is out there? What other USS Liberties have occurred that we don't know about? And, of course, really the, the main reason that we know about the USS Liberty is because although the Israeli jets that attacked the Liberty, uh, the unmarked jets that attacked the Liberty, knocked out 44 of the 45 antenna on board the Liberty in literally three seconds, and the only way that they would be able to do that is if they had the codes to these antenna. They missed one because it was powered down, and be- because that one was powered down, uh, yeah. they were able to get an SOS out uh, shortly after the attack began. About eleven minutes after the attack began, if that didn't happen, then the possibility exists that the Liberty would have been sunk with all hands on deck, and we wouldn't even be talking about this right now.
1: Precisely, yeah. and I I also think that the USS Liberty, because it's you know it's a it's a verifiable historical event it also leads us to the discussion that i mean personally for me and i don't know how you gentlemen feel about this but that 9-11 was an inside job with the help of the israeli government um and i believe that to introduce that subject first that israel was involved with 9-11 is more difficult without the uss liberty i believe yeah. that the uss liberty enables us to discuss that that event as well Otherwise, you know, people like Alex Jones will talk about 9-11 being an inside American job, but you, ne- you can't mention the fact that, you know, there were a lot of Jews involved in that as well in the American neoconservative administration, the Bush administration, as <laughs> well as in Israel. Um, there was there's so many things that happened. That we, you know, obviously Israel has their fingerprints all over 9-11. However, a lot of people, especially conservative Tea Party types, are uncomfortable discussing that element of it without events like the U.S.'s liberty being discussed first, which is obviously 100% verifiable, confirmable, and true. Um, so you can, kind of, you can kind of lead them along that path once they recognize that Israel is not a friend of the United States.
2: Absolutely correct. Very
0: well said. Okay. And, uh, Phil, go ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah I, just, I just wanted to, uh, to make sure that uh, Jack knew that uh, Ron is with us. And, uh, Ron, uh, uh I, I know you haven't been feeling well and going to the doctors and all this other stuff. And, uh, I do appreciate you, uh, uh, helping us get, uh, Jack on, uh, your voice counts. And hope you're feeling better. And, uh, the operation you're going to have, uh, coming up, I hope it goes well for you. So welcome aboard, Ron. And
1: what's on your mind this morning?
12: Oh, thank you. Uh, good mor- uh, Good afternoon, Jack. I think it's almost five o'clock there in the afternoon, right?
1: It is, Ron. Great hearing. Great hearing your voice. It's uh, we spoke this morning on Skype, but it's uh, it's good to hear you, and you sound you sound well. I'm I'm glad to hear that.
12: Oh well, uh, great. Um, I wonder if you received any of the mail that I'd sent you.
1: Um, I, I received actually. I actually just opened up one of the pieces you sent me, which was the letters from the Wyoming governor. Um, I actually just got it because it was sent to me by my mother. You you originally sent it to her. Um, And I actually saw it just yesterday, and it's a remarkable letter um, from the governor of Wyoming um, that was sent to you as well. as I think it was um, a senator as well. Can you refresh my memory, the name of the senator who sent you a letter uh, where they mentioned the USS Liberty in his actual um, Remembrance Day letter?
12: Yeah, that would have been uh, Senator Michael Lindsay. That's right. And uh, it would have been Governor Meade here in uh, Wyoming. Um, Actually, that letter from uh, Senator Enzi was uh, unsolicited. Uh, I guess he knew that we was uh, going to have a memorial ceremony down in Maricopa, Arizona. And uh, that letter came to me. uh, uh, And I read it down there in Maricopa. And... um, It was meant to be read. If you read it a couple of times, you'll see that it was actually meant to be read, although he didn't say so. I called the senator's office and asked who else received a copy of that, and uh, they told me that I was the only one that got it. So I uh, highly respect uh, Senator Enzi for seeing this for what it is. And um, I also, uh, listening to you, uh, this this morning here uh, reminded me of some of the the way you were treated. uh, So if you magnify that by about uh, 100 to 150 times, uh, that's exactly how the USS Liberty survivors were treated for a lot of years. Although, and maybe this is just uh, wishful thinking on my part, I think it's gotten a lot better, Jack. I really do.
1: Yeah, I I think so. And I I would like to say that, You know, people like Ross Perot and then Ron Paul and now Donald Trump, they demonstrate that people are slowly moving away from this um, neoconservative politics. And I do think that a lot of conservatives now um, are aware that a lot of these wars are necessary. Uh, And I I do believe because conservatives are a bit better with not feeling they have to be politically correct, um, that people are waking up to this and are moving in a, I don't want to say an anti Zionist direction, but certainly you know, we can start discussing these issues. I think this is the first time in the history of the United States, um, in in this most recent history of the United States, that you can discuss Israel in this context. Because I couldn't do that when I was at university in the 1990s. Um, But today it looks as though you can do that, especially on the the right.
12: Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. And I I like your thoughts about this. Uh, uh, I said it in kind of a different way, that... um, I have no reason whatsoever to ever blame a whole country for what a few people are doing. That's kind of the way I've always put it, Jack, and I see that you think pretty much the same way. Would that be correct?
1: It would be, of course. I mean, I'd, I never want to generalize and say everyone's bad. Certainly, there's a large percentage. Here, here sure. we gotta go, for um, break, here to to go to a break, folks. It's good talking to you, Ron.
0: folks. Go to a break. Be back. In- minute folks we'll, do, we'll talk to people rbn because you can't help truth. support your sponsors on rbn call in number 527 1603
13: as a regular listener to republic broadcasting you certainly understand the times and circumstances that we are living in you certainly understand that the good times are over and you certainly understand what we are heading for Though we do not know what exactly is going to happen, we must assume that it's going to be a disaster. Are you prepared for that mess? Go to www.bugoutpanama.net and get the necessary information on our growing community of awake and prepared individuals, just like you. At www.bugoutpanama.net, you will learn how we are preparing on our farm Finca Bayano for what is coming. Emigrate while you still can to our village, where survival is of the utmost importance. Prepare, don't despair, at www.bugoutpanama.net.
7: Hi, my name is Chris. Since the 1970s, I have been actively making products available that support good health. What makes my juices flow is helping mankind get healthy. Today, I'm going to tell you about a product that will help your juices to flow. I am excited to recommend Dr. Miller's Holy Tea to you. Even if we are eating a clean diet, these impurities are entering our bodies. Holy Tea moves these poisons that are creating havoc with our health out of our bowels. It works on the whole digestive system. The five tasty herbs are combined to provide an amazing detoxifying and healing tea that will rid your body of the pollutants and soothe your digestive tract. And in some cases, help you lose weight. It is critical for our health to move all of the environmental toxins from our bodies. The Holy Tea can do that. As a hydrocolon therapist, remember, with every BM, you're supporting RBN. www.holytea.org, 800-326-2001.
6: They said that
0: Welcome back, folks. Your, your voice came out. So Thanks for hanging in there. We got a few more minutes uh, until we got a, another break, uh, Jack, and then we'll uh, 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 we'll have a good long run. Uh, but you know, I, I wanted to uh, give you my opinion on uh, what uh, uh, Ron. We were just talking about, about a, uh, hold a whole community or a whole bunch of people, a whole race, if you would, that be a religion, uh, 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 accountable for uh, uh, the USS Liberty or uh, King David and things like that. Uh, in my view, uh, this is my opinion, and I speak only for myself, It is much deeper and uh, uh, much darker than any of us uh, could ever believe. When they can take over the Congress of the United States of America and make them into bootlickers of a foreign government, that, to me, is a lot more than a handful of people. It goes deep, deep within our government. In fact, a very, very good friend of mine who has passed on, uh, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Admiral Thomas Moore, was told by uh, the Ambassador of Israel, uh, I forget his name now, but I, I can get it, uh, that he needed munitions and he needed a bunch of them. And he, these were sophisticated missiles and so on and so forth. and. Uh, he was the chairman at that time, and he told him, hey, I can't do that. Uh, uh, there's no way. I, you have to go through Congress to get all that done. he says, don't you worry about Congress. I'll take care of Congress. You yeah. just get my list taken care of. Now, Admiral Moore, Admiral Moore did not only tell me this personally, he told it to many, many different people. So, uh, And, by the way, Admiral Moore was one of the uh, greatest supporters of the USS Liberty that ever lived. Uh, God bless his soul. But uh, that—that is—that's uh, just what it is in a nutshell. And, and you know, Jack, in your country, uh, like with you, you got uh, you got uh, uh, banned basically, and uh, and uh, run out of the country, so to speak, as uh, Merlin Miller has, and uh, he ran for president uh, last last time. Anytime you talk about the USS Liberty. You're banned a a Jew-hater, a Nazi, uh, Mm -hmm. anti-Semite. Every filth word they can come up with, that's what you're called. And uh, uh, my friend David Gahari, he's he's been through this before, and he's a a brilliant writer for American Free Free Press. You've got to read some of his stuff. Uh, It's online, Uh, American Free Press. Uh, He can tell you how to get it, but uh, just for telling... The truth, as I have been uh, called uh, names, have uh, been called a Nazi. When they did all the murdering, they did all the killing. We didn't kill anybody. We didn't fire a shot, but we kicked their ass. We kicked their rear ends. That didn't fire a shot in this almost two-hour attack, as long as the attack on Pearl Harbor, murdering thirty-four men, wounding one hundred and seventy-four others. Seventy percent of the crew. We see the death pony attack. Listen, we're gonna go back to another break. Then we got a long, long run. Dave, bring us back. The, uh coming back unleased, and then we start the show. All for another hour. We love
9: Extend your life with over This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.